0: Welcome to Fusion Student Ministries. We hope this message equips and encourages you. All right, so the title of the message is—it's uh, called "Not Without You." I take a long time to come up with a title, and it doesn't show. So, uh, let me do a little introduction. Who has like a best friend, like ride or die? If I don't go with them, I'm probably going to die. Is that what that means? Okay. Like, you can't wait to hang out with them. Can't wait to go on vacation with them. Can't wait to do something with them. And, like, if you go somewhere, you're like, man. Like, especially if you're talking to your parent, like, hey, can can Christopher come? Like, I don't even know anybody named Christopher. (laughs) Like, can Chris come? But, and your mom's usually like, no, not until you clean your room. And she uses your best friend as a uh, manipulation. Don't let your parents listen to this message. (laughs) They're like, I don't like that new youth, pastor. (laughs) Well, good, because I'm not staying. (laughs) Oh, that's bad. All right. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Someone goes, come on, you're, you're not staying. All right. Oh, God. Help me. All right. Let me, let me, let me pray before, cause I'm running on rabbit trails and this is going to be, it's not even going to be a message. It's going to be a comedy stand up. <sighs> so God, I come before you. God, I thank you that I'm here. I thank you that everybody else is here. God, we want to, we want to be with you. We want to have a good time, but we want to, you know, follow in your ways. We want to be committed to you. Help me to speak to the best of my ability of what you want to say. Speak through you and speak to us, Lord. I pray all of this in your name. Amen. Everybody say amen. Say it again. How many of y'all hated whenever you were in school and like they would make you or like you're, you're, you're in the van or something like that? And everyone's like, "How you doing?" You're like, "Good." And you're like, "How are you doing?" And you're like, ah, "This is fake." At this point, like, <laughs> I'm gonna do that to you all the time now, since you guys laughed at it. Okay. So, how are you doing? <laughs> Come on. All right. Getting back to the on trail with a best friend, Michaela's looking at me like, "You're ridiculous." It's what, like, I know they put the podcast on there, but they should do a video of me so it wakes, it like, wakes. It makes more sense of what's going on because I feel like it sounds stupid. <laughs> That's not a bad word. Okay. Yeah, but she looked at me like, are you actually going to speak? So I love hanging out with my friends. And I love specifically like telling stories about times whenever we hanged out and stuff. And I have one just to like, it's in the, the mood's already light, but just to get you laughing again. And, uh, so I work, I work with, uh, his actually previous youth pastor over here. His name's Elijah Young. And we have like a lot of funny stories. My, my shoe's squeaking. And, um, it was whenever I first started uh, working at where I work now, Windows, Doors, and More, and they told me to grab a ladder, like randomly, I'm like, "Hey, can you bring a ladder and put it in our truck in the front?" So I have like the little extension ladder, and I'm and I'm carrying it, and I'm going to uh, to the front. And I had to go around the building, and I heard like some buzzing, <laughs> like whenever I'm on the side of the building, I heard, Bzzz, and I saw two guys in my peripheral, and I was like, okay, like. I guess like we have like an electrician come to like look at look at the out because there was an outlet right there, and I just and I didn't I didn't even see it. I put the ladder in and and I looked again to, like at what was going on and it was it was a uh, it was a black and white guy and the black guy was shaving uh, <laughs> the other guy's head on the side of our building. Random story. I, I, I'm still going too. And so I'm, I'm looking at that and I'm, pr- it's probably like a month or two in since I started working there. And so I don't know, like, if we allow them to do that or like, like it's one of those things that you'd see on Facebook, like, like company lets homeless people use outlet. But like, I didn't know. So I went to Elijah, who's who's the manager. and I'm like, hey man, uh, I don't know how to say this. Like, do we allow people to shave their heads on the side of the building? (laughs) And at this point, he thought I was pranking him, because I do that a lot. And he's like, he's like, what? I'm like, do we allow people to shave their heads on the side of the building? And he's like, no. I'm like, well, you're going to want to come look at this. (laughs) And so we, we get, we go over there, and like, I'm not going without him to talk to them. And he wasn't going without me to talk to him. And we go in the front, and and it's this guy, like, bent over like this, and the other guy's shaving his his head, and he's got, like, one patch left. And Elijah's like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, you can't do this. And he's, like, like serious boss mode on. And he's like, "Whoa, oh, man. Like, you can tell he's on drugs. And he's like, whoa, he's like, oh, man, just let me finish. I got one more patch. And Elijah's instinct was like, no. <laughs> like, he wanted to do it. But then last minute, he's like, okay, finish that. And then he put... Like all of his hair was on our concrete, like, you know, like kind of where the parking lot was, and he's like, "You can ne- never do this again," is what he told him. And then he's, and he's like, uh, he's like, "You gotta put the hair into the grass." And he's like, "Well, you guys got a broom?" <laughs> so, first instinct, I'm like, "Okay, we got a broom." So, I'm running to the to the warehouse. I get a broom, but. Side note: Nobody knows this, but I actually fell when I was going because I was running so fast, and I tripped on sawdust, <laughs> and I hurt my elbow so bad. I, I brought it to him. I'm like, "Here you go." And so Elijah goes back in inside, and uh, I, I skipped a, a part. But whenever he was confronting him, we found out that the that the black guy that was shaving his his head was blind. <laughs> he 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 was blind. Like he he's like, I'm. So pretend this is me right here. He's talking to me, looking at like if you were if you guys were right here, and he's he's got sunglasses. He's like, man, I don't know. He just kind of picked me up and he like off my off my patio, and he wanted, and he asked me to cut his hair, and he we he led me over here. So <laughs> so that's a great part of the story is that the guy was so desperate that he he just stole a guy from from his patio. Hey man, can you cut my hair? So there's that part. I gave him the broom. (laughs) And when how he sweeps the hair, he doesn't even go into the grass. He just pushed it back more into the parking lot of where it was. So it was it was like this, like just like that. I'm not even actually I'm probably under exaggerating of what happened. That's exactly how I did it, and I'm like. This is going to be a good job. <laughs> like, like, there's going to be plenty of stories. And I do still have plenty of stories, about that, but I just want to lighten the mood on that. And to also further explain that, like, you can go and talk to him, but, like, like I, I won't give you his number because he'll be like, Jay, I told you not to give people my number. But you can ask him if you ever see him, be like, hey, what about that story about that blind guy shaving the other guy's? Head on the side of our building, and he'll be able to further, uh, what is it, like, yeah, confirm what I'm saying right now. Watch me be lying, and I'll be like, you're a good storyteller. But I'm not. <laughs> hey, man, you're a liar. They had to, to come up to the pulpit and tell, <laughs> and like, confront it. Hey, you remember that story that he told? All a lie. All a lie. So, there's there's also another uh, kind of story in the Bible. It has nothing to do with a blind guy getting, like, shaving someone's head. But it has, it has a lot to do with, like, the camaraderie of a story and uh, kind of connection with friendship and, and also, uh, you know, being there whenever a significant event happens. Okay? And that's the Israelites. And it was during, let's see, Kinda of what I'm gonna be expounding upon is Exodus thirty three. And just to give you kind of a little synopsis of what what has happened sorry, I burped. Um Exodus thirty three is that um if you don't know the Bible, I think you should read it, but let me just keep going into it is uh Moses comes before Pharaoh, says, Let my people go. They've been in captivity into Egypt. Uh Pharaoh's like, No, and then plagues happen. Uh, finally, they get let go. Uh, all the Israelites from from Egypt—they were slaves, but now they're free. And finally, they get to the Red Sea. And then Pharaoh comes after them. They're caught between like the Red Sea and about to die from the Egypt, Egyptians. God splits the, the Red Sea, so they cross it, and uh, they get to the to Mount Sinai or Hebron, and. Uh, that's whenever god's uh glory hits the mountain and all of them are too scared to like cuz they see like thunder lightning and a whirlwind and they're pretty smart and they're like i'm not going over there i probably would do the same thing but uh moses was the only one that had the i guess boldness to do it was it was to enter into god's presence uh he gives them the 10 commandments while he's up there uh in God's presence, the Israelites are actually uh doing some nasty things down uh making a golden calf doing everything like the what is it the first three uh commandments they're breaking immediately and uh they're they're sinning they're fornicating and and all that kind of stuff and and making offerings to to idols and stuff like that so super displeasing to god and God actually, you know, punishes punishes them for their sin, and some like a lot of them died. Like, like their fellow friends came and like slaughtered the people that were like sacrificing things and stuff like that to the idols. And then a plague happened, and now we're we're on to Exodus thirty three of what I'm gonna be talking about. And I and I say that for background knowledge, just so you know where we are. Amen. Amen. Amen, brother. All them people died. All right. So this is where we pick up the story. Exodus 33, uh, 1 through 6. (sighs) Then the Lord said to Moses, Leave this place. You and the people brought up out of Egypt and go up to the land I promised an oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying, I will give it to your descendants. I will send an angel before you and drive out the various tribes that you see there go up to the land flowing with milk and honey but i will not go with you notice how it says i will not go with you because you are stiff-necked people and i might destroy you on the way how many of you have friends that you definitely know that you're not going to you know go on a long trip with <laughs> or like go into actually probably even family too like you don't want to go on vacation with them because you know They suck. (laughs) Raise your hands. I can say that word too. All right. When the people heard these distressing words of God saying, I'm not going with you, they began to mourn and no one put on any ornaments. For the Lord has said to Moses, tell the Israelites, you are, I can't read. If I were to go with you, even for a moment, I might destroy you now take off your ornaments and i will decide what to do with you so the israelites stripped their ornaments at mount Horeb. so so there's that port where where he's like hey i'm not going with you he he originally promised that his presence would follow and he would you know help out he'll he'll actually vanquish a lot of their enemies with them and for them but now he said that i'm going to send an angel with you because you're stiff-necked people basically saying that they stink and that he doesn't want to hang out with them because he'll crush them and smite them. I feel like I could be one of those Israelites that I'm pretty hard to deal with, especially if you ask Michaela. <laughs> but she married me. Everybody say amen. All right. So, uh, summarize the next uh couple of scriptures. It's about uh, the tent of meeting that it's talking about, and then uh, this was before they built the tabernacle. So, whenever he was actually on the mountain, God told him about the tabernacle and how to build it, and right before they all did their nasty stuff, uh, they had this tent of meeting where it was, a, it was kind of a not permanent place where God visited, and Moses was able to speak to him. And so, It was at this pillar of cloud that after everybody was mourning, saying, oh, no, like, God's not going with us. And uh, it's kind of that same feeling that, like, if your mom says that your friend can't go with you somewhere and you're like. But it's not the same because, like, God is a spiritual being, but you understand the concept, right? Thank you, Luke. All right, so I'm going to read 12 through 17. So this is whenever he's, Moses is going before God and talking to him and, and saying, like, well, let's get to it. He said, you have been telling me, lead these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You have said, I know you by name, and you have found let me turn the page. favor with me. If you are pleased with me, teach me your ways, so I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Remember that this nation is your people. So he was pretty much complaining to him. And he's like, hey, God, you gave me these people, but they're your people. So uh, what are you going to do about it? The Lord replied, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. <clears throat> then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? The Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing you have asked because I am pleased with you and I I know you by name. So, basis of that is because Moses asked for God to come with him because he was doing the right thing that that God said, You know what? I was going to send an angel. I wasn't going to go personally myself. I wasn't going to get, like, presence in the Hebrew, particularly for that one specifically, is it means face. So he was going to send an angel that had his name, weird theology, but he wasn't going to have his face. He wasn't going to have his presence with the Israelites. Important distinction to to note right there is that it wasn't going to be his, like, fire by night, cloud by day. It was going to be, like, an angel that was with them. And Moses said, how are we going to be distinguished from others if we don't have you? And that's kind of where I'm going to be camping out, just talking for a little bit, is uh, three reasons that we should have God go with us. Amen. Do you guys want to hear that? If you don't, you're just going to have to listen anyways. Amen. Yeah, we love that. All right. First thing, I kind of wrote a little note down. is uh, First thing that we need to learn, and this isn't part of the three, but is dependence on the Lord. Uh, all throughout kind of the Israelites' uh, history is that they depended on God specifically through the wilderness. I believe that if we used uh, kind of that practicality, that insight, that perspective, because uh, they had a pretty bad if they didn't depend on God. So I believe that if we use that in our lives, that we'll go further in life. Amen? So the first one that I actually studied for research and stuff is uh, is that we have comfort and peace in our life if we learn that God goes with us, that we have that comfort and peace. It says in Psalm twenty nine eleven. Uh, NIV is the Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. Psalm 85 8 says, I will listen to what God the Lord says. He promises peace to his people, his faithful servants, but let them not turn to folly or foolishness or sin is there another word for that. <clears throat> Breaking my voice. You know, uh, I-, I just noticed this as well is that uh further on in thirty-three, I forgot I don't have the verse, it says, The Lord replied, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. That's that word rest is actually meaning uh like a comforting presence It's kind of the Hebrew I love how like one word in a different language can mean like a whole sentence. So like think about that is whenever we uh honor God, whenever we follow him, and whenever he comes with us, is that we have that comfort is that whenever we have that peace and share a little story with you guys uh specifically from my life is that uh peace distinguishes you from the world whenever you ha- whenever you're going you know in your life specifically in the transition that a lot of you uh will come to or are coming to is the transition between high school to college and figuring out what you want to do with your life. For me, I was really worried about like I didn't have like I didn't have peace about anything. Like I didn't have peace about whether I should not go to college, whether I should go to like a Bible college, whether I should like just work instead of go to college or be unemployed. Like, <laughs> like I didn't have a peace about anything. But it was it was just kind of this steady draw that I, that I began to in that summer, you know, I had a senior trip and that's whenever I started like seeking God, like not for an answer, not for, you know, God, like I need an answer for this. I need, I need like, I need like some direction. I need some peace for a decision that I have. But instead I I focused on him and what he's done for me. And I glorified him and, and I worship him. And I I was just committed to whatever he had for me. I just did whatever was in front of me, and I believe that he can cover the rest. And believe it or not, I had peace for every decision that I made during that season. Not to say that I didn't have peace later on, but any time that I was willing to give God the reins, to give God the willingness to say, hey, I know I can't make this decision. Can you help me out? He has helped me out every single time. Amen. Uh, point number two is that one of the reasons that we should have God go with us, or technically we should go with God, is that we're given ultimate victory. <clears throat> you know, in Exodus thirty-four ten through 14, uh, it says, Then the Lord said, I'm making a covenant with you. Before all your people, I would do wonders never before done in any nation in all the world. The people you live among will see how awesome it is the work that I, the Lord, will do for you. Obey what I command you today. Notice where it says right here. I will drive out before you. And then list the, the nations. Be careful not to make a treaty with those who live in the land where you are going. Notice how it says... I will drive out before you. Earlier it said that there was an angel that was supposed to be doing that. But whenever Moses asked God for an encounter with him, that it was God that's going to drive out the nations, that he said, no, I'm going to do it for you. And now that we're New Testament Christians, Jesus was sent to die on the cross and be kind of, raised back to life so that we can have ultimate victory in our lives. Amen? And how many of you are Christians? Each of you have ultimate victory over any struggle, any sin, any any anxiety, any fear, any pride, any chemical imbalance in your brain, that there is victory over it. Amen? In the Old Testament, it distinguishes very clearly that the physical realities of of victory and struggling replicate to the New Testament spiritual victory. So I believe whenever he lists the nations of the Amorites, Canaanites, Hittites, the Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites, is that in the New Testament, it, it, it means that we are able to, over any principality, over any power, over any demon, over any spiritual force in our life that through Jesus and His name that we're able to conquer it and stay away from it and prevent it. Amen? You know, in Luke 10, 19, it says, uh, We have been given all authority to tread on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Knowing that is the thing that, that should be the ultimate reason why you should have God in your corner. And have and you go with God in life, amen. All right. Point number three, or reason number three of why you should have uh, God with you in every season is that you know it's a great story. Like we did a testimony se- uh, series, and I tell you what, like almost every single one, pretty much every single one, it gave me kind of an emotional. Uh, connection with the person. I was able to relate to them more. I was able to, uh, you know, get them, you know, get their personality, get get exactly what God has done in their life. And like I said before of like the story of that guy getting his head shaved on the side of the building, I love to share that story because I like to make people laugh. I like an emotional reaction whenever I give a story. What your testimony should do for you is that it should, it should do the same thing with another emotion, is that, you know, it, it hits the spirit. Like whenever I give, whenever I give a, a t- my testimony, whenever I give kind of what, I, what I've dealt with in my life, there should always be that joy where you're like, man, I feel good because I gave my story, and it helped the person. Because usually whenever you do give out, say, hey, this is what the Lord has done in my life especially with someone like going through something is that hey like i know you're dealing with this but god actually helped me exactly what you're dealing with whenever i was when i was going through it and you're going to come out the other side that type of power and because everybody knows like you know jesus died on the cross like we all we all have victory even my point too is that like yeah i know like it doesn't help whenever I'm actually going through the circumstance. But whenever you have that person that comes up and says, hey, I actually know exactly what you're going through, and you're going to get through it. That's what helps you in life. Amen? I actually had a friend in high school that... I wasn't really like a big like evangelistic person where I wanted for everybody to to know that I'm a Christian. I I tried to make people you know, feel welcome, feel like, a, like, like they were my friend before I was actually going to give them a part of my life and, and, and stuff like that. And I thought that was pretty good. And other people have their own philosophy on that. But there was this one friend that, that was junior year. And I would, I would just talk to him all the time and, and let him vent to me because he had a very tough childhood. He had a, hidden abusive father. His mother actually ran out on him. Uh, so he was kind of like in between homes sometimes. And I, I mean, I came from a good family. And I just I just let him vent. I talked to him about God, asked him to come to church. He actually <laughs> never came to church with me, uh, which is okay. But I was sowing seeds in his life, talking about what God has done in my life. And right now, I didn't lead him to the Lord, but he's actually a Christian right now. He's serving God. He's in Georgia. He, he he's having a great time he, you know he's he he got out of his dysfunctional like uh man it is is really abusive his like if you can imagine like the worst thing that his dad could do he did it and um he got away from that serving god and uh like he couldn't be happier right now and i believe that i had a lot to do with it i'm going to take credit for it but i did sow a lot of seeds about Specifically about what God has done in my life and what he can do in his. And that brought me a lot of joy. And I believe that if you kind of follow that same formula, recipe, I don't know, is that you'll be able to experience that same kind of pleasure, that same joy of sharing your story with other people. Amen. So, again, you get peace and comfort. You have ultimate victory but then you also get to share your story with others by having God go with you. Can everybody stand? Can turn off the light. Rachel, yes. Thank you. I, re- I realize that, just to be completely honest with you guys, that whenever we have altar calls, you know, I, I realize a lot of you may not deal with the same things but a lot of you do. (laughs) And I found that whenever I was younger, uh, altar calls were kind of the go-to thing. Now it seems like they're not, but that's okay because I want the people that come up. I want the people that are really just dealing with something like, like if you have anxiety, if you have fear in your life, if you don't know which way to go, if you have like, man, I, I kind of burned on my heart is that people that are kind of dealing with a lot of family issues is that I want you to come to the front and I'm, I'm not gonna, you know, single you out. I'm not gonna make it feel weird for you, but I wanna pray for you and Michaela wants to pray for you and and, and the other leaders wanna pray for you is that that you would feel refreshed you know, I, I kind of just preached this message, but the altar call is going to be completely different because I feel kind of a spiritual push uh, to do something different. So I'm going to ask a question. Everybody's eyes closed, please. If you want God to encounter you in a new way and you're tired of the way that you've been living and it feels like nothing works, that you're just going through the motions and you wanna be filled again, I want you to raise your hand. You know, my hand's going up because I wanna be filled again every morning, every night, I'm tired of the way I've been living. You know, if you've had your hands raised, you know, come to the the altar right now, actually. I'm going to move this table. I know a lot of you did, so I have your accountability. I'm not going to make a weird. Even the leaders, come up. Can, uh, actually spread out right here just like just find your way we're going to we're going to pray for you later but I just want everybody to have a spot close your eyes I want this to be really intimate with God like I know a lot of you you know raise your hands and you don't want to come up you know that's okay but if you want to feel God's presence if you want to encounter him it could be Honestly, like I know some of the leaders, I'd encourage you, you don't, have to, you don't have to pray for anybody if you don't need to. I want everybody to feel God's presence tonight and encounter Him in a new way. So I'm going to pray. We're still going to have altar, altar call right here. And I'm going to open it up one more time that if you want a new encounter with God, you could be doing all the right things with God. You can be, you know, just everything that I said that, you know, you're checking those off the list. You're like, okay, yeah, I got that, I got that, I got that. But I believe that if we pray and we ask, He meets us where we are. So I'm going to pray us out, and as I pray, you can, if, if there's more of you, you can come to the altar God, I thank you so much for what you've done in my life. What you've done in this service. God, I believe that whenever we glorify you, that whenever we encounter you in a new way, that you meet us right where we are. God, I I thank you so much for the people that come to the altar, that they realize that they've been going it without you that whenever we have you with us, we have an arsenal, we have we have the equipment and the tools that keep going on in life. So God, I thank you so much for what you're about to do in their lives. God, I, I pray for the people that are still in the chairs that, that you give them the boldness, you give them kind of the, being able to be brave enough to say that I don't have it all together and, and, and that they're able to come to the front. God, I I thank you and I praise you. It's all in your name. Amen. Again, thanks for joining us. For more info on Fusion, you can check us out on Facebook or Instagram.